Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.wordpress.com. Hello everybody, welcome to Luke's English Podcast. In this episode I'm actually in a car. Um, I'm driving across Paris and you're going to join me. You might be thinking, why are you driving across Paris, Luke? And more importantly, why are you recording an episode of Luke's English Podcast while you're doing it? Well, to put this in some context... um, this afternoon, I actually had, well, I had the afternoon off, and I was going to record a podcast um, in the flat, but uh, my plans were interrupted by um, a friend who was kind of in a bit of an emergency, and my friend uh, basically needed me to help drive some documents across town. So I've already done that. Um, I've rented a car using Hertz Rent-A-Car, which is pretty cool, because um, what happens is you sign up for it on the internet, and and then you look for available cars in your local area. And then um, once you've located one, you book it. And uh, when you become a member, they give you a key, like an electronic key. You go and find the car, which is parked in a car park, and you use the electronic key to uh, to access the car. You can kind of climb inside it. Well, you don't climb in. You just get in, to be honest. You, you get inside, and um, the car is yours for a certain amount of time. So I've done that. I've delivered the documents, because uh, I'm such a great friend and just generally good person. Now I have to take the car from one side of Paris back to the car park on the other side. And I thought, why not try and kill two birds with one stone and record an episode of Luke's English Podcast while I'm doing it? Um, it's extremely beautifully sunny day, and it's also extremely hot. Now I'm sitting here in the car with the windows closed, and it is boiling. It's absolutely boiling. I'm pouring sweat. Um, I'm probably the sweatiest man um, in Paris. Well, certainly the sweatiest man in this car, because I'm alone in the car. Um, So just that's to give you a bit of uh, detail. While I'm going, you will hear some sat-nav sounds. Unfortunately, the sat-nav is is in French. Not that French is a a bad language at all. It's a beautiful language. But uh, I would love for you to be able to hear the sat-nav speaking English, but it's going to be in French. Um, I call the the sat-nav Sally, Sally Satnav. Um, so Sally Satnav will be speaking French to you. But I'm going to try and translate what she's saying. Um, I'm going to see if I can. I mean, I, I might not understand it. Um, and also during the journey, I'll just try and explain what's going on and uh, maybe even teach you some vocabulary of the car on the way. Driving in Paris is a pretty stressful experience for me because, um, well, it's a very busy city and... Um, you know, it's sort of complicated um, with driving on the other side of the road. Uh, I'm using a, uh, a manual shift car, so the gear stick is on the right, and normally for me it's on the left. I'm sitting on the left side of the car, when normally I sit on the right side of the car. 
Um, so yeah, it's, it's pretty complicated. I'm now just trying to start the car. I'm in, I'm in a Mini, um, one of these cool new Minis. Well, they're not that new, but it's compared to the old versions from back in the day. This this is the BMW Mini, um, and it's got like quite a cool starting system. I just started the engine. I'm going to put the windows down, but um, it might be a little bit noisy. I'm wearing a headset, so hopefully that will cancel out some of the noise. Let's see. And now I need to program the sat nav. Let's wind down. Let's roll the windows down. You'll probably hear some street noise, but I need the windows open because it's so goddamn hot today. I would use uh, the air conditioning, but I don't know how it works. <laughs> okay, because I'm English. I don't use air conditioning usually, so I'm not used to operating it. So instead, windows open. I'm going to do it old school. Right, now where am I going? Let me just check my phone. Obviously, my prime primary uh, concern while doing this is to be able to drive without crashing, okay? So if I'm if I pause while speaking, it's because I'm trying to deal with some aspect of the journey. Um, right now, I'm just looking for the address on my phone so that I can enter it into the SatNav system. Ruda Ren, there it is. Okay, Sally SatNav, let's go. Accept the destination. She's going to speak French to me now. You ready? Okay, what I got from that, Sally, is basically turn left. <laughs> I have to turn left at some point. The radio is playing. I don't want that. Let's see if I can turn the radio off. Go in the option menu. It's quite a cool option menu that they have here. Now, I want the... I don't know if you can hear Sally Satnav, but... Okay, the radio is off. Okay, cool. Right, I don't know if you can hear Sally talking to me, but she's got quite a nice voice. Um, right, let's get started. So, um, let's see. The, the car is uh, the car is on. Um, I've got my hand on the handbrake on my right. I'm in I'm in first gear, and um, I'm going to get moving. So I just lift the handbrake up. I've got the clutch my left foot on the clutch so I've put myself into first gear handbrake down there's a woman crossing the road in front of me don't worry me don't don't worry about me love she can probably hear me but she might not be able to understand in fluent English which if she listens to Luke's English podcast she should have no problems right here we go I'm going we're driving we're moving okay now, um, I might use some rude language in this episode. Take the first, the next route on the left, the next turning on the left. Okay, I'm taking the next turning on the left, Sally. Um, I might start swearing, getting very angry, because I've learnt in Paris the, uh, the general sort of uh, mood while driving is high energy, aggressive, and frustrated sort of feeling. So if you start hear me hearing, if you start hearing me shouting, okay, go, um, and screaming at other pass other uh, drivers, don't be alarmed. That's normal. Take the first exit, okay, Sally. I'm going to take the first exit. Here we go. It's actually it's beautiful around here where I'm where I'm driving. I'm just driving. To let you know my route. Okay, take so turn right in a hundred meters. So I'm um, 
I'm driving from sort of uh, basically. Take the first route on the right. Okay. Take the first turning on the right. I'm driving from sort of um, the ninth arrondissement, which is um, near Montmartre, um, just up the hill on the right bank. Uh, of the river, um, and I'm going to drive all the way through down to, where am I going? That's right, I'm driving down uh, over the river to um, a car park which is near the um, Jardin de Luxembourg, so I'm driving roughly north to south, and um, so I'm going to be taking in some nice um, Sites. I might drive through uh, Place de la Concorde, which is the famous part of Paris, well, one of the famous parts. You can see the Eiffel Tower and uh, various other monuments from there. It, and as I said, it's a beautiful day. Let's just hope I don't kill any pedestrians. Because <laughs> in Paris, the pedestrians are the... Um, the pedestrians seem to just decide to walk in front of the cars whenever they like. And it's up to you to just try and avoid hitting them. Okay. Okay. Take the next road on the right. All right, Sally. That's what I'm going to do. So this Rover Mini that I'm driving is pretty cool. It's a really nice car. It's uh, it's got some good acceleration to it. It's uh, it's perfect for driving around a city like Paris because um, if you need to just sort of suddenly accelerate to overtake a truck or something, then you can. Um, and it's quite cool. It's quite stylish. I'm quite proud to be driving around in a in a, in a Mini, a new Mini, because they look cool. Ah, oh, Paris. Places full of well-dressed people, beautiful women, very glamorous environment. And then here I am, Mr. Bean, driving a Mini around Paris. Yeah, uh, I think that was turn left in like some meters, in 150 meters, I think it's 150 meters or something. Yeah, you're learning a bit of French here as well, ladies and gentlemen, while listening to Luke's English podcast. It's a multicultural podcast. I imagine... Right, I'm, I'm, I've just stopped this car in traffic, and there's a guy standing about three metres away. You can probably hear me talking about him. Um, he's looking very cool, dressed in a suit, smoking a cigarette, trying not to... Uh, trying not to look bothered that I'm talking about him. It's just a cool, one of the many cool Parisians. We've got to be careful in this city when, for, uh, because of all the scooters. There's lots of people riding scooters and they're just completely crazy. They're, they're insane. They will weave in and out of uh, traffic. They'll do anything just to get from A to B. They'll risk their own lives and the lives of everyone around them. So before you turn left or right, you've got to make sure you don't hit a scooter. Goodness me. Alright. It's very busy. There's lots of traffic and lots of people walking in front of me. Lots of tourist buses full of Japanese people. Um, parents pushing prams across the street. I've got to concentrate, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to make sure I don't have some sort of hor horrible accident. I've got insurance, but still. You gotta be careful. Um, can I do this? It's always a, I'm always concerned that I'm not. I'm doing something illegal when I'm driving in Paris. I don't know if I can drive down here, but I'm gonna do it anyway. 
prendre la prochaine route à gauche. Take the next road on the left. All right, Sally. I'll do that. You just tell me what to do and I'll do it. I can't turn left there, Sally. I can't turn left. You're giving me false information. Okay, there's a pedestrian looking at me strangely. He's probably thinking, is that guy just talking to himself? Oh, it's Luke from Luke's English Podcast. Fine, just carry on. He's still looking at me. Um, he's probably thinking, I know him and I know his voice. Um, oh, it's Luke. Hey, Luke's Luke from Luke's English Podcast. How are you doing? Right, there are no lights at this junction, so I'm going to have to just... I'm just going to have to go for it. Okay, here we go. Watch out, Paris. I'm coming. All right. Oh, damn. I took a wrong turn. Sally's going to have to recalculate. Come on, Sally. Tell me what to do. All right. Take, take a big turn on the left. All right. Here we go. All right, take the next road on the right. Uh, there's lots of amazingly attractive uh, ladies in cafes. I can't turn right here, Sally. Why do you keep telling me to turn right? I can't. Um, I'll just turn left here and then you can give me another bad direction. This could wind up being a very, very long-winded episode where you listen to me getting lost in, in Paris while a computer shouts at me in French. I think that might be what happens unless I have some sort of horrible accident while recording it. Let's hope that doesn't happen, ladies and gentlemen. Um, okay, it seems I'm now going in completely the wrong direction, um, but I'm sure that Sally's going to save me. But she she made me. She's trying to tell me to turn left on a on a one-way street. Um, sorry, Sally. Um, you know I'm I'm not prepared to break the law, even if you tell me to do it. Okay. So uh, you're going to have to just recalculate your route, bearing in mind all of the various traffic regulations which apply uh, on the streets of Paris. Okay, Sally? She's gone quiet. She doesn't want to talk to me because she's, she's, she's probably thinking, oh, why did he uh, not turn left at the last uh, junction when I told him to? That's um, Sally speaking in a French accent. Right, I'm turning, I'm turning right here. Sometimes uh, in Paris, well, quite a lot in Paris, other drivers beep you, you know, beep, beep, they beep you. And uh, I don't know why they're doing it, because sometimes they beep to, to say, hi, sometimes they beep to say, you're an idiot, and sometimes they beep uh, just to say, go, you know, I don't know which one it is. What does beep really mean? Does it, it, does it mean they're angry or not? You know, I get stressed by all the beeping. I don't beep, personally. I just don't believe in beeping. I believe in just driving well and uh, not beeping other passengers, other, other drivers. Um, come on, Sally, tell me what I'm doing. I might have to pause this until I know where I am. Um, okay. She's telling me to go back where I just went. No, 
Oh shit. Okay then Sally, I'll do I'll do whatever you tell me to do. Just get me to the place I want to go to. Just get me to the car park, Sally. Okay. Quiet street. I'm stopped at some traffic lights. Um, let me tell you about the car. Let me give you some vocab, listeners. Okay? Um, so the vocab is, what am I holding? What have I got in front of me? Well, the, the wheel. Uh, is that a red light? A green light? I don't know. I can't see. Green. Green. Go, go, Luke. Go. Um, the thing that I'm turning in order to control the direction of the car, that's the steering wheel, folks. The steering wheel. So I'm turning the steering wheel to go left and right. What? I think that's basically just left in some way. Just turn left at some point. Um, so the steering wheel is what I'm using to control the car left and to go left and right. Left, uh, okay, on the second road on the left, okay. Steering wheel to turn left and right. The gear stick to control the gears. Hold on, listeners. I need to drive into oncoming traffic again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pedestrian just gave me a bad look. Um, and another pedestrian gave me a bad look because I'm stopped on a, uh, a zebra crossing, which I shouldn't be. Um, it's, it's a red light. I've stopped on a zebra crossing. So all the pedestrians are now looking at me like I'm some kind of cretin who doesn't deserve a driving license. Alright. Okay. So, steering wheel, gear stick to control the gears. Gear stick. First gear, second gear, third gear, fourth gear, fifth gear. Uh, sixth gear sometimes and reverse gear of course handbrake I've already mentioned that that's the uh, the way you can sort of that's uh, how you stop the car when you're on a hill or when you park you pull the handbrake up sometimes if you're in a Hollywood movie and you need to like turn the car around very quickly you might pull the handbrake and do a handbrake turn it's very dramatic and exciting uh, but I'm not going to be doing that today folks no I'm going to try and drive safely as you should too. I don't. Uh, what's going on? There's a massive bus turning in front of me. Okay. I need to turn left there. Is that possible? Is that possible? Can I turn left there? Well, I'm going to try it. Is that actually possible? I don't think that's possible. I'm not doing it. No, I'm stuck. No, I can't turn left there. Reversing. Okay. I am a good driver. You have to trust me on that. Sorry, Sally. Disobeyed you again. She keeps telling me to go to places where I can't go. Okay, right. I'm sure we can turn left up there. 
Turn left in about 200 metres. All right, I'll do that. Okay, right. So, the pedals on the floor... To make the... Okay, Sally. All right, I'm going to turn the volume down on you a little bit now, okay? Um... You're probably listening to this. It's probably quite a stressful experience listening to this, isn't it? But I'm just giving you the first-hand experience of what it really is like to drive a car in a European capital city. It's exciting. It's, an, it's like an adrenaline sport or something. Okay, turn me left here, Sally, just like you told me to. Do not get distracted, Luke, by all of the various amazing distractions that there are walking around the streets of Paris, if you know what I mean. Um, <clears throat> so, the pedals on the floor, the one on the furthest right is the accelerator pedal or the uh, throttle, just the accelerator. I'm just near Saint Lazare station driving on cobbles, which is probably why uh, you can hear the sound of the wheels underneath me. Uh, the accelerator pedal, the brake pedal in the middle, and the clutch on the left. Okay. Um, I've got um, some switches behind the steering wheel. You can hear the indicator switch, which sounds like this. Yeah, there's the indicators. They indicate left and right. And uh, I've also got things like headlights, um, and stuff like that. I've got a speedometer in front of me. I've got a fuel gauge, um, rev counter, which uh, tells me how I'm revving the engine. Um, okay. Mm, didn't catch that, Sally. Sorry. Don't do it, pedestrians. Don't jump in front of the car. It's not worth it. <coughs> okay. Just generally turn right, I think that was. I need to be in the, the, the right-hand lane. Is that Peugeot going to let me in? Come on, Peugeot, let me in. Let me into the right lane. I'm nice. I'll teach you some English if you let me into that lane. Um, right, so here we go. Good, he's let me in. Thanks, mate. Merci beaucoup. I'm terrible at pronouncing the word beaucoup. If you're French, you probably have identified that. Okay. Good, I'm going the right direction. The light is green. Come on, Renault Twingo, in front of me. All right. Okay, good. Life is beautiful. Oh, that's what I like to see, a nice, long, open road. Ooh, yeah. There's a cyclist came out of nowhere. All right. Okay. I've got a nice view of La Madeleine in front of me, which is one of the uh, landmarks here in Paris. Take the next road on the right. Okay, then. 
I'm trying to turn the volume down on Sally, but uh, she won't be quiet. That's fine. So I just need to drive around La Madeleine, which is, I think, some sort of okay, big hall or maybe a cathedral church. I'm not sure, but it's a very impressive building with big columns in front of it. It's like a sort of uh, Roman architecture style, uh, large, large building with big columns and steps in front of it. Um, Yeah, so those, those are the bits of the car. We also have um, um, the glove compartment on the right in front of the passenger seat, which um, never contains gloves. They call it the glove compartment. You know, it's like the little box, little um, storage cupboard thing in front of the passenger seat. I don't know why they... Well, I know why they call it the glove compartment. It's because traditionally that's where you kept gloves. But uh, I've never, ever seen a pair of gloves in a glove compartment. Usually it's just like an old map or uh, Okay, Sally. An old map or some boiled sweets or something like that. Never, never any gloves in the glove compartment. Okay. Take the left and then the immediate right. Okay. See, again, you're learning some French, but also hopefully learning English. Take the sort of next left and then the immediate right. Okay, God. Come on, Luke, hold it together. <coughs> um, what else? There's the horn, which makes the car go beep, beep, beep. There's the horn. Um, the seat belt which can obviously save your life if you have a crash. Hopefully that will never happen. You also have mirrors, don't you? Mirrors where you can, which allow you to see behind you. You've got the wing mirrors on the left and the right. And then you have the rear view mirror. Okay, I've got to turn left there. Bear with me, listeners, because... Um, as I said before, I'm just concentrating on driving, so I can't talk clearly all the time. Um, I hope you're finding this interesting and useful. Um, I certainly do. I, I've realised that there are periods of silence, and in those moments of silence, you can just imagine that I'm looking around me and uh, trying not to sort of crash into a French person's car. Because if you do that, or a Parisian person's car, if you do that, then you're just going to get involved in some sort of big argument um, in French as well. And I'm not really ready to argue in French yet. Um, so I want to avoid that if possible. Um, let's see. I'm dreaming, folks. I'm dreaming of... The moment when I finally drop this car off at the car park, and then um, I can just go and get a cold beer somewhere. Oh, God. Honestly, I've never wanted beer more in my life, I think, than I do now. It's so hot. This is so stressful. I can't wait to just have a beer or two just to calm myself down. Okay. Luckily, I don't have to drive around the Arc de Triomphe 
at Charles de Gaulle Etoile, which is one of the world's famous spots for driving. It's, it's it's very difficult. I think, to be honest, if you can drive around the Arc de Triomphe in a car and survive, then you should be given a driving license for life. I think that that's the only test that you need, really. I think if I can drive around the Arc de Triomphe and survive without damaging the car or injuring someone, then I should be given just some massive cash prize by the government of France. Francois Hollande, the uh, president of France, should just give me a donation as a way of saying, well done Luke, you survived, you did that, congratulations, here's some money as a reward. Okay, I'm now heading towards La Place de la Concorde, which as I mentioned before is a famous place in, in Paris, it's a beautiful place. I don't know enough about it now to be able to give you a full explanation of what I can see. But um, I can see there's a large Egyptian obelisk with a gold tip. It looks fantastic. They've got a similar one in London, but it doesn't have a golden tip. And the whole area is very open. It's very. It's difficult to drive through. Okay. <clears throat> if I just pause sometimes, then I can edit and it'll be alright. <clears throat> Everything's okay. Normally on the Place de la Concorde, there is there are no lanes, no no lines painted on the ground, which means that it's sort of chaos. Cars are all just going in different directions. Um, without lanes printed on the ground, it's very difficult to keep any sense of discipline while driving with lots of other cars in the street. You need lanes so that you know the traffic is ordered. Um, but when there are no lanes, it's just chaos and it's really confusing and really stressful and you end up with people just driving wherever they want to go they they drive in front of you some people just drive like I've seen it before driving across Place de la Concorde where um, the main flow of traffic is going in one direction and just one idiot is driving all the way across everyone else just because he missed his turning um, <laughs> I realise I sound I sound a bit like my dad or something. It reminds me of when I was a kid and I would be in the passenger seat and my dad would be driving through traffic in London or something and he would be complaining about other drivers and uh, generally sort of complaining about the way that there aren't enough signs or the fact that other drivers don't respect the lanes that are marked on the ground. Um, and I've now, I've, I think I may have become my dad at this point. Um, driving through difficult traffic while talking, I've just become my, my dad, haven't I? It's, it's finally happened. Um, dad, if you're listening to this, I understand how it was now. I, I, I understand how you felt when uh, you were driving through traffic uh, those, all those times. Um, now I understand what it is. It, what it, I, I know what it means to be a man. It's like a rite of passage 
a coming of age, this experience, driving through heavy traffic in hot weather. Um, you learn how to be a man in this situation. It's painful, it's stressful, but ultimately you learn important life lessons. You're never the same again. It changes you, this experience, driving in these conditions. You feel scarred, like emotionally scarred, just caused by the trauma of driving in these conditions. But ultimately, I'm stronger. Well, hopefully, I will be stronger when, when this is over. If I make it, if I make it to the car park. Are you with me, listeners? I'm going to make it, right? I'm going to make it to the car park if, if it's the last goddamn thing I do, ladies and gentlemen. And you're going to come with me. Wish me luck. We're driving into the heart of darkness here in Paris, driving through one of the busiest parts of the city on one of the hottest days of the year. I'm trying to, I'm trying to make this more dramatic, you know. I'm trying to raise the tension to make it exciting, to give it a sense of drama, to give it a storyline, you know. One man, one car, one car park. Um, oh, God. The traffic here is a nightmare. There's people driving. The, the Volkswagen Polo pushing in front of me. There's a Citroen Zara pushing in front of me. There's a Nissan pushing in front of me. I'm being squeezed into a tiny space. There's a woman in a in a Deu Matiz. Go on, go on. A woman in the Deu Matiz trying to squeeze through. I'm being beeped from behind, I don't know why. <clears throat> okay. There's tourists walking in front of the car. This is madness. Okay. <laughs> Driving towards the Assembly Nationale, which is another famous landmark here in, in Paris. Surrounded by cars. There's a big Ducat, a Fiat, uh, a Fiat truck on the right-hand side of me with loads of stuff on the in the back, like ladders and scaffolding equipment. There's a big white van coming up past me here. Um, a green day of Matiz in front of me, I mentioned earlier, and right behind me I have a Peugeot, a silver Peugeot. These are my companions on this journey across the Place de la Concorde. Um, Let's see who makes it across in one piece. I'm actually driving over La, La Seine. I'm driving over the River Seine. Yeah, I've got a joke for you, listeners. All right, I'm going to tell you a joke. Um, did you hear about the man in Paris who lost his mind and decided to commit suicide by jumping into the river? Right? Did you hear about the man who lost his mind and committed suicide by jumping into a river? He literally went insane. He went insane. Do you get it? Do you get it, ladies and gentlemen? Insane. He went into the River Seine. That's the name of the river in Paris. He went insane, meaning he went mad, but he also jumped in the river, so he literally went insane. Thanks, Sally. Thanks for that. Do you get it? It's a brilliant joke, isn't it? I forgive you if you don't laugh at that because the conditions aren't really right. The, these aren't really the ideal conditions for, for humour. Um, 
Not that I'm going to let that stop me trying to make you laugh, but I, I realise that these stressful situations aren't really conducive to a sort of laid-back uh, uh, joke-telling situation. Who knows, though, maybe just the stress of the situation and the, the kind of gallows humour, the darkness of the situation, it's not that dark, but the darkness of the situation maybe emphasises the sort of bizarre grotesqueness of a joke like that in this situation. Maybe you're all listening to this just laughing, or maybe you're just listening to this thinking, what's going on, what is he doing? Uh, not only is he foolishly attempting to multitask by recording an episode of Luke's English Podcast while also attempting to drive across Paris, but he's trying to make people laugh with bad jokes that no one understands as well. Seriously, Luke. What are you doing? Okay, I'm turning left. That's what I'm doing. Turning left. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. Come on. Okay. Yeah, successful left turn completed. Okay, I'm in the right gear. I'm going in the right direction. Checking my mirrors, checking my wing mirrors, checking my rear view mirror. There's a big bus that's turning in front of me. Do not uh, crash into the back of that loop. Okay, I'm not... Uh, not not jumping through any red lights, not hitting any scooters, everything's okay. Good. All right. Um, so the windows, window in front of me, we call it the, the uh, windscreen in front of me. It's the big window at the front of the car, the windscreen. In America, they call it the windshield, but we call it the windscreen. Um, then the other ones is just the, the windows and the back window is pragmatic, you know. Um, the front part of the car that you open, if you want to look at the engine, that's called the bonnet. But in, uh, in America they call it the, what do they call it? The hood. Hood. Uh, but we call it the bonnet. The front of the car is the bumper. That's uh, the part which is used to sort of, well, bump other cars. Now in Paris, when you're parking, People actually do regularly bump into other cars when they're parking. And in England, we don't do that. If you touch another car, then you're in trouble because it's like an Englishman's car is his castle or something like that. We're very precious about other people touching our cars. If someone scratches your car, it makes you very angry. If someone even touches the front of your car when you're driving, then it's unacceptable in England. Uh, but in France, it seems that people sort of quite regularly bump into each other's cars when they park. Um, it's not a big deal. Space is very limited in this city. So they squeeze in, they literally squeeze into any space they can find by pushing, pushing the bumpers together. They push the bumper of the car in front, they push the bumper of the car behind them, all in an attempt to squeeze into the space. We're heading in the right direction. There's something about turning right, I think. Légèrement. I don't know what légèrement means. There's a flag. I can see a flag on the sat-nav. We're nearly there. I can't believe it. I hope that that's the right destination. I hope that this isn't all some sick joke that Sally's, Sally Sally sat-nav is playing on me. 
It's like, oh, you English pig dog. You stupid English roast beef. I gave you the wrong directions in, with the sat-nav, and I've taken you to the other side of Paris, the wrong side, side that you do not want to go to. That's my... Okay. Sorry about my bad French accent, ladies and gentlemen. If you're French, then I do apologise. But it is, you know, I don't mean anything by it. Just, uh, just trying to have fun, you know. It's like a Monty Python accent. Right. Luke, do not screw this up at the end of the journey, okay? Um. All right, I'm going to have to stop the car because. This isn't exactly where I need to be. Okay, I'm going to stop the car at the side of the road. That's a bus stop. I shouldn't stop there. Uh, it's night buses. There's tourists there, but they don't know what they're doing. That's a night bus stop, ladies and gentlemen. You're not going to find a bus there. Not until night time. Okay. Right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just going to sort of be quiet for a minute while I look for the address of the car park. Um, I, will, I can edit out this silence, uh, because if you're listening to this, you're probably like, oh, I don't want to just listen to Luke thinking. It's not really that interesting, unless he describes what he's thinking, and I can't do that. So, um, let's see. Um, okay, so I'm just going to be quiet for a little bit while I look for the address of the car park. I'll be back soon. Okay, it's, it's not over yet, ladies and gentlemen. It's not over yet because I'm only I'm on the right road, but I'm still miles away from my destination. So just when you thought it was safe, I got beeped. I got beeped by a yellow truck. Sorry, Mr. Yellow Truck. He's really angry with me because I was driving badly. I was I wasn't driving fast enough for him. So he got angry. It's a post. It's a post office uh, van as well. So he's probably got lots of letters to deliver. What he doesn't need is some stupid Englishman in a mini recording Luke's English podcast. He's like, I've got a job to do here. Get out of the way. Never mind about your podcast. I can now see the Tour Montparnasse, which is like a big. Uh, tower, a big uh, modern sort of uh, office building. It's another one of the landmarks in Paris and I'm driving towards it. It's a big sort of big black imposing looking building. Um, okay. Here we go. So, oh okay, the flag seems to be at the end of this street. So if I can just make it to the end of this road and then find the entrance to the parking and then find the correct parking spot, then my mission will be complete and I'll be able to have that nice cold glass of beer. I hope that you're, you know, I hope you're following all of this. So I've, I've given you vocab of the car. I've been describing some of the things around me. Let's see. Let me give you some of the verbs as well. Obviously, you can steer the car. Let's turn left and right. Steer. You can accelerate. That's go forwards. You can brake. That means to stop. You can change gears. Obviously, that means to change gears. It's pretty clear, isn't it? First gear, second gear, third gear, gear, and so on. Ah. There it is. It's on the left. I can see it. 
That had better be the parking that I'm looking for. I think it is. Okay. Because I entered this part of car park from a, a different uh, street before. Okay, I'm going to take it. Is that the entrance? Yes, it is. Come on. Just uh, lots and lots of pedestrians. Uh, it's all right. I realise that you have the right to just walk in front of me like that. Uh, you know, I'm not going to violate your human rights. I know that's very important. Okay. Right, now to deal with the ticket machine. Just give me a ticket, please. Thanks very much. The gate opened. Okay, so I'm going to drive into a, like a dark tunnel, a dark underground tunnel. The car park's underground here. This is, this is when I feel like I'm living in the future, when I'm driving down some sort of modern tunnel designed for a car to drive underground. I'm now driving into some sort of underground bunker. It's a car park, but I like to imagine it's some sort of military facility from some kind of PlayStation computer game. And here we are, we're in the car park. Okay, okay folks. Let me just uh, find the, the correct parking spot. There is a parking space which has been reserved for this car. I just need to find it. I think that that's it. Is that it? Maybe that's not it, no, that's a reserved spot. Okay, again, I'm gonna need to stop the car and find the, the relevant parking spot for this vehicle. This is exciting for you, isn't it, ladies and gentlemen? I know that you're, you're incredibly riveted by this. It's parking spot 1007. That is parking spot 1007. But there is a barrier in the way. Now I think the barrier is there because I've reserved that spot and I need to get out and move the barrier. So I think I'm going to do that now if it's possible. So time to, time to leave the vehicle. There's a Frenchman, he doesn't look happy. But that's kind of normal. Sometimes I see French people looking at me and they don't look happy. And I think, and it's not French people, but Parisian people, it's different. I see them looking at me and they don't look happy. And I think, what's the, mat what's the matter? Is it something I've done? And then I think, oh no, it's just, it's just Parisian, it's just miserable. That's kind of their job, isn't it? They're, just, they're meant to be miserable. No, I don't want to end my booking. Okay, so I'm getting out of the car to check this barrier thing. Wish me luck. If I'm able to move the barrier, I'll be able to park the car. My mission will be complete. Can I move the barrier? No, I fucking can't, can I? Come on. You gonna let me move you? Why not? There appears to be a car in 10060607080910011. There's a car parked in my space. There's a big there's a big Audi. There's a German Audi parked in my space. What am I going to do about this? Now, um, maybe I should call uh, Angela Merkel and say to her, "Listen, Angela, 
Um, one of your citizens has parked in my parking space and I suggest that you sort this out or there's going to be a massive global, some international conflict is going to be the result of this. If you are German and you're listening to this, um, I hope you feel deeply, deeply ashamed that one of your, one of, one of your people has parked in my parking space. Um, personally, I, th I think this is deeply uh, disrespectful. <laughs> I'm joking, of course. I don't really mind. But it's annoying that someone has parked in my parking space. Okay. I'm going to pause the podcast. I'm going to try and resolve this situation without it escalating into some kind of international conflict. Hopefully, we'll, Europe, the European Union will still be um, standing uh, by the end of this day, and I will be sitting in a cafe drinking a lovely glass of cold beer. And then you will get an episode of Luke's English Podcast out of it. Um, so I'm going to pause the podcast. I will resume in due course. Okay, folks, what's going on? I've just lost my phone down the side of the seat. I'm just attempting to get it. Right, I've got it. So, no, in fact, the, um, the space that was occupied by the German Audi, the Audi with the German number plate, that wasn't actually my space. That was space 1107, and my space is, is 1007. So I found that, but... There's another car in that. Uh, it's also an Audi. Uh, I don't. I can't really blame Germany for that. I mean, they're very good cars, in fact. Um, but uh, uh, there is a there is an Audi in that space. It's a French. Uh, it's got a French number plate, which is not surprising, really, because we're in France. Um, but that means I can't park there. So what I've done is I've parked opposite that space. And I'm going to have to go and try and phone the Hertz people. It's exciting, isn't it? This is the sort of dramatic life that I have. You know, I get involved in complicated driving um, adventures. Uh, then, like, parking spaces are filled and I have to make phone calls. It's really exciting, you know. One man, one car, one dramatic phone call. You know, that kind of thing. It could be some sort of amazing Hollywood action movie, couldn't it? It'd probably be a whole franchise, uh, loads of movies, sequels and stuff. Um, it's a bit like that movie, The Transporter. Have you seen that with Jason, Jason Statham, where his job is basically to just drive people, drive packages from A to B, and he doesn't ask questions. He just, you know, I'm just the driver, I drive, I'm just the transporter. He drives things from A to B, and he always gets involved in some kung fu fighting along the way. Um, it's like that, basically. This is this is what this episode is all about. It's like I am Jason Statham, and instead of driving a, a really nice BMW or an Audi, I'm driving a Mini, and instead of getting involved in sort of kung fu fights, I'm getting involved in slightly awkward telephone calls. Um, so I'm now going to leave the car park so I can get some mobile phone reception and attempt to sort this out um, over the telephone. Uh, it's probably going to be a disaster because my French isn't really up to standard. It's not really good enough for me to be able to explain the complexities of this situation to a Hertz employee who probably doesn't care. 
See, if he cares, he's going to try to help me. If he doesn't care, then it's just going to be awful, isn't it? Because um, uh, I'm going to need his help to help, to, you know, for me to be understood. Maybe he'll speak English, but I don't want to force him to speak English in his own country. You know, I think that's rude. I should at least try and fail to speak to him in French uh, before um, I expect him to start speaking English. I think that's only fair, isn't it? So I'll let you know what happens. Um, and the continuing saga of the transporter will continue um, after this short pause. Hello, everybody. So... Uh, this is going to be the, the last part of uh, this episode of the podcast. You'll be glad to know that I went upstairs, I managed to sort this whole thing out, uh, and I've parked the car. Instead of, instead of parking it in uh, place 1007, I've parked it in place 1028, which in my opinion is a much nicer parking space. Anyway, it's slightly more spacious. The, the other cars next to it um, have, have provided like enough room. There isn't a huge... Uh, um, there there is a huge pillar uh, in the way which can sort of uh, scrape the paint off the side of the car. Um, so, no, I've parked it in 1028, that's fine, no problem. And um, I've locked the car, I've ended the, uh, I've ended the journey, terminated the booking. Um, so a few statistics. I, the car rental took uh, three hours and 16 minutes. I drove a total of 10.1 kilometers, which isn't actually very much. But um, considering the, the stress and the uh, time it took to, to uh, travel that distance, um, it, you know, just, it just shows you how densely populated uh, Paris is. And although you're not traveling very far, it actually feels like a big adventure anyway. So that's all done. And just before I finish and go and have my beer, I'm going to just um, tell you the rest of the vocabulary of the car. There's people walking around me, and they're probably going to think I'm either a lunatic or I'm just talking to someone on a kind of Bluetooth headset, uh, even though there's no mobile reception down here in the car park so if they work that out then they'll probably think what's going on either he's mad he's a businessman or it's Luke from Luke's English podcast hopefully they'll um, they'll see they'll see that it's me and they'll go oh fine I'll let him carry on because he's saving the world with his podcasts um, so I'm just going to run through the vocab of the car that I attempted to teach you during the journey just as a summary okay you've got in the car you've got the steering wheel which you use to turn left and right or to steer the car. You have the accelerator pedal, the brake pedal, and the clutch pedal. You use the clutch to change gears. Uh, and also you have a stick on the right if you're in Europe, and that's the gear stick. Um, let's see what else. You have the seat belt to keep you safe. If you have a crash, then the um, uh, airbag will come out and protect you so that you don't get uh, badly injured in the event of an accident. You have mirrors, the rear view mirror in the middle, and the wing mirrors on the left and right. Um, you have the indicator uh, to show which direction you're going to turn, left or right, tick, 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 like that, the indicator. Um, you've also got things like the windscreen wipers, which are those things that clean the water off your windows, or all the dead insects after a long journey. You, you use the windscreen wipers to wipe them off. Um, you, you also have like jets of water which spray onto the windscreen. And if you angle the jets correctly, you can spray 
pedestrians uh, as you drive past them, which is quite good fun, isn't it? Um, you've, you've got the, um, let's see, the back window with the windscreen wiper on it. You've got the brake lights. You have the bumper at the back and the bumper at the front. You've got the boot of the car, or in America, that's the back. That's the storage area at the back of the car. Um, we call it the boot. In uh, American English, they call it the trunk. Um, and at the front of the car, you've got the bonnet, which covers the engine. And in America, they call that the, um, what do they call it, the hood. That's right. You've got also the petrol cap, which you remove in order to fill the car up with fuel. This is very exciting vocabulary, isn't it? All the, I, I wonder if any women listening to this are really that interested in all these words. They're probably thinking, Luke, is it a car? Yes or no? And second point, is it big car or not a big car? And what colour is it? That's all I need to know. Those are the only technical specifications that I need, as a woman, I need to know about a car. Is it big or small? What colour is it? And just, is it a car? Um, well, ladies, this is a this is a, a BMW Mini, so it's quite small, really. It's very cute. It's very stylish as well. They've managed to sort of um, retain a lot of the stylistic elements of the original Minis while modernising the car, making it sort of safer to drive, making it faster and more powerful. Uh, it's very nice. Um, so it's small. It's black, which I think you'll agree is a classy colour for a car. You can hear some French people uh, um, nearby. There are some guys who work in the car park just behind me. They're laughing like that and sort of making jokes in French. Um, they're all right. They're ignoring me. Um, let's see. What else? Um, so the number plate on the back and the number plate on the front, they have the registration number of the car. Also the wheels, of course, they're very important if you want to actually travel anywhere. You've got the wheels. Um, the wheels have... Um, what are they called? Uh, alloy covers. Often, if you've got like you know a very nice, cool car, you might have alloys on the on the on the wheels to which look cool. Then you've got the rubber bits that go around and they're filled with air. Those are called tires, of course. The tires that go around the wheel, just the same as a bicycle. In fact, headlights on the front help to illuminate the road as you're driving. Um, and, um, and that's probably it, isn't it? Really, there are there are some verbs we associate with driving, as I mentioned before. You accelerate you brake, uh, brake means to stop, you turn left, you turn right, or steer the car, you, um, you reverse, meaning go backwards, uh, mirror signal maneuver, um, mirror, obviously you check the mirror before you move, signal, that's to indicate which direction you're going to go, and maneuver, that means to turn or to make some sort of specific movement in the car, a maneuver. A maneuver might be, for example, a three-point turn or a U-turn or a um, if you reverse into a parking space to parallel park which is one of the most difficult things that you can do when you're driving is to parallel park when you're learning to drive that's very difficult you know if you have a space in the road and you have to try and park the car in that space so that it's nicely positioned close to the curb without too much space between the car and the curb um, and so that you don't actually touch either the car in front or the car behind uh, that's if you can master that art then you should be able to pass your driving test how to parallel park um, right I think my job here is done my work is complete not only have I helped a friend, I've also 
successfully driven across a European capital city in the, in the hot weather and while doing it I've taught you some key pieces of vocabulary that you can use to describe driving and to describe cars. Um, obviously there, is, there are more words but that's it for this episode. Ultimately, I think my main achievement in this, in this one is just to have made the world a better place by educating it um, and by not crashing into anyone. Um, and uh, what more could we strive for as human beings than that? Um, well, we could probably invent a cure for cancer, but um, it's four o'clock. I don't have time. Um, that's the end of my day. I'm going to go and drink a beer and relax in the sunshine. Thanks very much for listening to the podcast. I realise it was a bit of a crazy, sort of um, uh, slightly stressful episode. Um, but, you know, I'm a busy person. I've got to record on the go. I have to try and multitask. It's difficult for me because I'm a man. But um, I'm just doing the best that I can. Um, do visit the website where you can find more details teacherluke.wordpress.com You could always donate some money, throw a bit of cash my way. It was expensive, this car rental. It's not cheap. Petrol, you know, petrol's expensive stuff. Um, if you're f in Saudi Arabia, maybe you could consider sort of just giving a few uh, gallons of uh, fuel free. Actually, on second thoughts, don't do that. Don't send oil to my apartment. Uh, don't send me any any cans of crude oil. I wouldn't know what to do with it. Send me money instead. It's much better. It's much much more. Uh, um, what? Well, it's much more adaptable. Much more useful. Um, that's it for the episode. I could just keep rambling forever, but I'm not going to. This has to draw to a close at some point. Thanks very much for listening. Um, you're wonderful people for listening all the way to the end of this, and um, I think your patience will pay off in the end, and you will reap the benefits of listening to every episode of Luke's English Podcast from the beginning to the end. Your English is going to be that much better than everyone else's. That's it for the episode. Thanks very much. I'm Luke Thompson. That's the end of the episode episode. Thank you. Good night. Goodbye. Good morning. Good evening. Ciao. Ciao. Thanks again for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, you can visit teacherluke.wordpress.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.